Hello, hello, and welcome to another podcast episode. Today, we're going to be talking about teacher strengths and weaknesses and how we answer those age-old questions. Whether you want to be hired for your first teaching job or simply find a different teaching position outside of your current school, district, or even just your grade, it's essential that you understand the common weaknesses of teachers. I know this sounds ridiculous, but as you seek employment, even as an experienced teacher, you're going to be required to be interviewed. And with that interview, you're going to be forced to answer the two trickiest questions in the world. What is your greatest strength and what is your biggest weakness? Now, the truth is your answers to these two questions can actually be the deal makers or the deal breakers. And while many articles and podcast episodes focus solely on the strength part of the question, I want to dig into the weakness part of the question because I want to be able to help you honestly answer these types of questions without sounding arrogant or completely spineless. I want to help you strengthen some of those weak areas before you ever interview. I want to give you insight into how to prepare exactly what you're going to say ahead of time with even a few sample answers and options for you, as well as increase your confidence before you ever step foot into the interview. So if you're ready, let's do it. Welcome to the Classroom Exit Strategies podcast, a podcast for teachers who are thinking about leaving the classroom or starting a side hustle to grow into a self-sustaining business. My name is Jennifer Holt, and I'm here to provide you with strategic action steps designed to help you leave the classroom on your terms. Before we start digging into all of this, I want to make sure you understand a vitally important fact. We're going to be talking about weaknesses as it relates to your skills and not your value or worth as a person. Now, let me repeat that. Weakness relates only to your skills not your value or worth as a person. If you allow yourself to think of weakness as a character flaw or a reason others should devalue you or potentially not hire you, then you're going to have a really hard time during the interview when this question surfaces. And trust me, it will. So should you find yourself being triggered by the idea of pointing out your own weaknesses? Please talk to someone. There is definitely an underlying issue that you need to address, and I want to encourage you to find a good counselor who can help you unpack some of these issues. But now that we've clarified the fact that weakness is skill-related and not character-related, let's look at why employers even ask these questions. The most difficult part about answering this particular question is the fact that you have to say something. You can't simply deflect it, hoping to skirt around this one. Obviously, we'd like to think of ourselves as having no weaknesses. But if we want to become better teachers or just better people in general, we have to acknowledge our weaknesses. Now, this question may not be asked outright. You might hear the teacher interview questions about weakness phrased a few different ways. Maybe they'll sound something like this. What is the biggest challenge you have faced and how did you resolve the issue? What would you say is an area with which you struggle? What would your co-workers say is your biggest struggle? The point is that all of these weakness questions are driving to the same outcome. At the end of the day, employers want to know if you're a total hot mess with poor time management skills and lack of respect for authority and obviously the person they want to avoid hiring like the plague, or if you're an excellent potential employee who has taken the time to thoroughly reflect on areas that can be strengthened. Once you realize why employers are asking the questions, then it becomes so much easier for you to answer objectively.
effectively. So let's take a look at some of the most common weaknesses of teachers. Number one, problem solving. Now, typically this is an area we consider a strength because problem solvers make really effective teachers. But this becomes a weakness when we don't give students space to learn how to become problem solvers themselves. Because our communication skills are well honed, we can sometimes be too quick to solve the problem for them, therefore allowing no opportunity for them to learn and grow. So take some time to reflect on whether you're being a model of appropriate problem-solving techniques and a catalyst for helping your students and coworkers learn to solve problems themselves, or simply the one everyone comes to as the final decision maker. There will always be problems facing children and adults alike, but it isn't always your job to be the problem solver. Sometimes your role is to simply be a listening ear and help facilitate the decision-making process. Realizing that this would-be strength isn't helping your students or coworkers makes it the perfect weakness to share in an interview. So let me give you an example answer for how to use problem-solving as your weakness. My biggest weakness is my problem-solving ability. I know that sounds strange, but let me explain. Because I have an innate ability to make decisions and solve problems, I'm the go-to person for others who need problem-solved. This becomes my weakness when I don't have the capacity to facilitate the decision-making of others, so I simply make the decision for them. I don't always give them the space to make their own decision. I've been actively working toward giving students and coworkers time to externally process the issue and then providing helpful options to solve their problems instead of immediately giving them the solution I think is best. This is the best way for them to flow through the learning process naturally. Number two, comparison. It is so hard not to compare ourselves with others, and this becomes an almost insurmountable task if you're part of a grade level or even team teaching with those whom you view as perfect teachers. We know that no one is perfect, but there are always teachers who seem to have everything together, and this comparison can become a slippery slope. It's important that we learn helpful hints and new ideas from other teachers who have strengths we would like to possess, but if we find ourselves becoming bitter towards another teacher because we just don't measure up, then we need to take a step back and determine from where these feelings are springing and how to do something about them. If you think comparison is a weakness of yours, consider how you could use your struggle as a learning opportunity for your students. Recognizing comparison as a personal weakness of yours while simultaneously using it as a springboard for conversations with your students is the ideal way to showcase your weakness in a positive light. So let me give you an example answer for using comparison as your weakness. I would say my biggest weakness is comparison. I strive each and every day to do my very best, but when I'm learning a new skill or deepening my knowledge, it can be difficult to be less than expert level. I always want to showcase my very best, and sometimes being in the middle of learning something new can be messy and less than picture perfect. But I've actually been using this revelation as an opportunity to teach my students about learning from others and how comparison can cause us to lose our joy, friendships, and even our love of learning. It's important we acknowledge that even those who seem to have everything together struggle too. There will always be areas where certain people excel and others struggle. It's what makes us human. And helping my students make that connection has helped me get to the core of my own struggle as well. Number three, perfectionism. Mistakes are normal, but being afraid to make a mistake makes us prime targets for burnout and overwhelm while also leading us to become fearful of trying new things. Yes, this is the cliche answer that tops the list of common weaknesses of teachers. However, the difference in this being an answer interviewers tune out versus one that seals the deal for you getting the position is how you explain this weakness in your teaching interview. Interviewers aren't interested in your feigned humility 
personality or the fact that you use this as a way to prove you're perfect. But that's what most interviewees are trying to get the interview panel to believe. So if you choose this as your weakness, the most important thing you can do is follow it up with some specifics. So let me give you an example answer for using perfectionism as your weakness. My biggest weakness is the one many of the other candidates probably have said was their weakness as well. In fact, I was actually hesitant to mention it because I figured you might just tune out my answer. But I want to be completely honest and tell you that perfectionism is my biggest weakness, and here's why. Perfectionism has caused me to avoid setting appropriate work boundaries to the point that I've pushed myself directly into burnout simply because I wanted everything to be perfect. It's also kept me from accepting the constructive criticism of a colleague who wanted to share relevant truths with me. But this realization has made me a better teacher. I've used my personal experience to be vulnerable with my students about how debilitating perfectionism can be and how I am embracing a growth mindset. It has allowed me to teach from a place of empathy and also of ongoing improvement in my own life as I increased my personal skill set. Number four, lack of knowledge or skill. This is probably the last thing you thought you'd find on a list of common weaknesses of teachers. But before you tune me out completely, let me explain what I mean by this one. Lack of knowledge as your weakness can manifest in two different ways, including lack of content knowledge and lack of technical skill. So let's look at lack of content knowledge. If you've always taught third grade ELA, but you're extremely interested in teaching science and social studies, perhaps your weakness is your lack of content knowledge knowledge in those particular subjects. Maybe you're a good teacher in ELA, but you know you'd be an excellent teacher in science. Explaining how you're excited about learning new content directly aligned with your personal interests and stretching yourself as a teacher overrides the fact that you don't have much experience with the subject matter. Your lack of subject-specific knowledge is a weakness, but your enthusiasm is your strength for overcoming that weakness. Now let's switch gears and talk about lack of technical skill. When I left the classroom the first time, smart boards were just being introduced at my school, but because I left before actually having one in my own classroom, I missed learning about this vital piece of teaching technology. However, when I returned to the classroom several years later, my lack of experience became glaringly obvious. Thankfully, I was blessed with amazing colleagues who helped me learn this new skill really quickly. And within a short amount of time, I discovered I could be a much more effective teacher with this really cool piece of technology. Yet again, the key here is all about spinning that teacher weakness into a growth opportunity and then showcasing your teacher's strengths. So if lack of subject matter knowledge or technical knowledge is your weakness, make sure to focus on how you're already taking professional development classes at your local library or how you're in an online cohort learning about this specific topic. Remember, potential employers want to know that you're aware of your weaknesses and that you're taking the initiative to learn to strengthen that particularly weak skill. So let's take a look at an example answer for lack of knowledge as your weakness. My greatest weakness is my lack of content knowledge. I realize that after teaching ELA for the last 10 years, there will be a learning curve that I must overcome as a new science teacher. However, I've been working closely with the fourth grade science teacher of the year in my current district to understand and unpack the fourth grade science standards. She has given me a wealth of insight into how I can set up my learning environment and structure my time blocks in order to help my students achieve greatness. 
Number five, time management. The last in our list of common weaknesses of teachers is time management. Many potential employers are looking for employees who can take the initiative to manage themselves fairly autonomously. Therefore, if you choose to use this as your weak skill, be sure to preface it by talking about how focused you become on a project you're tackling or the task you're trying to accomplish. Make sure you point out that because you are so detail-oriented, you want to make sure any task you complete is done to the best of your ability. Then you can discuss how you use timers to help you stay on track for meetings, appointments, and class changes. Obviously, if you're a self-contained teacher, this won't be as problematic as it would be for a departmentalized teacher because there are specific times you have to switch classes. But whether you're departmentalized or self-contained, you still have to get to lunch, special classes, and recess on time, or many others are negatively affected. You might be the absolute best teacher in your school, but if you cannot complete tasks on time, or if you are consistently late, to meetings, classes, etc., you're going to be viewed as a liability to potential employers. So let's look at how you can take your weakness of time management and turn it into something good. Here's an example answer for time management as your weakness. I believe my greatest weakness is probably my time management skills. I get very focused on a task or project and tend to tune out the rest of the world. However, I found that using timers is the ideal way for me to stay on task for the appropriate amount of time needed for each task. Alarms also help me know when I need to switch classes, go to special classes, and meetings. While I'm not naturally wired to be a strict time scheduler or time follower, using timers and alarms has allowed me to continue using my strong focus skills to attend to necessary tasks completely while also being considerate of the time constraints of my day. So what does all this mean for you and your weakness? As we have spent time looking at five of the most common weaknesses of teachers, you may be wondering what to do if you're struggling to determine which teaching skills are your weaknesses. My first suggestion is to start by asking those who know you best, like a close friend or family member, what they think. They will probably be able to give you a good answer from a variety of different perspectives that you might not have considered without their insight. Then move on to current faculty members, including your school principal, who have seen you teach or have evaluated you in some capacity. These individuals can probably enlighten you on things you haven't even considered. But just remember, what they say might feel hurtful and even hurt your feelings, potentially to the point of making you really angry. Therefore, it's important that you ask them to gently share so you don't become defensive or unwilling to hear what they have to say. Then try to take a step back and objectively review their assessment. The best part is that once you know where you struggle, you can start making strides towards strengthening that particular area. This will allow you to adapt the example answers I've provided for you into your own answer that evolves into a carefully crafted masterpiece. Then, by the time you go to your interview, you'll be able to confidently share your weakness in light of the positive strides you've made in that area. Ultimately, the key to every single one of the most common weaknesses of teachers is mentioning a skill that isn't maybe a natural area of strength for you while simultaneously focusing on how you're working to strengthen that particular skill into something amazing. Friend, I am so excited to see how you use the information in this podcast to help you move forward and to make strides in your own life. So I'd love for you to pop over to Instagram at Classroom Exit Strategies. Let me know what you're doing, what your plans are, and how I can serve you or help in any way. And when you're done, I'd love for you to pop back over here and possibly leave me a review. Theoretically, I'd really like five stars if you feel like this podcast has been helpful to you or encouraged you in any way. Thank you so much for being here. And until next time, 
Thanks for listening to the Classroom Exit Strategies podcast at happyteachermama.com. I'm your host, Jennifer Holt, and I look forward to serving you in the next episode.